everybody. This is for the Love of Two Hippies podcast. I'm Sarah, and hello, Katie. Hello. Hello. And hello. <laughs> and we start each episode with an affirmation that is relevant to either what we're going through or the podcast topic today. And what is our topic today, Katie? Our topic today is... I put it on you because I didn't know what we were going to call it. I know. I don't know what we're going to call it either. Uh, ways to overcome your mind's constant judgments. Yeah. Um, because, so I'm going to read this quote. This is a quote. This is our affirmation. From Doe Zantamata. And the quote is, it's easy to judge. It's more difficult to understand. Understanding requires compassion, patience, and a willingness to believe that good hearts sometimes choose poor methods. Through judging, we separate. Through understanding, we grow. Yeah. So we thought this would be a good topic. Mostly, I think we it's relevant for both of us, but for different reasons. So mm -hmm. for me, my self-judgment is really, really bad right now. And... Katie's been in a couple situations where she's unconsciously had to like cast judgment on other people to help solve some problems, which sometimes you have to do that to like decipher through events that your friends are going through or you're going through or other people are like chatting about. And sometimes that can affect your energy, even if it's not completely related to you. Like, and I've been in a couple situations last week that, I wrote about it on subconscious mind mastery page, but in some of the groups that I'm in or some of the people I've been around, there's been some topics going on and they don't have anything to do with me, but their energy and stress from the conversation causes me to have stress. Right. And so I automatically start to feel like I'm shutting down and start to get anxious. And then I feel like that's a, a type of judgment I'm putting on them because I'm like, why are we talking about this again? This has nothing to do with me. Um, and it'll be like random groups, like either at work or that I'm out and about with or family gatherings, like, and everybody's been in this situation and reducing the judgment. And these are all some tips that are good situations for you to just take a step back, be patient with yourself, evaluate what is going through your head. And that can in turn reduce your stress towards it and then also be a better friend or a compassionate person while like listening and entertaining what's going on, but mm -hmm. also not losing your energy out of it. Don't you think? Right. And I definitely think it's important to note that uh, judgment is not always a bad thing and oftentimes can be used as a way to protect ourselves, uh, you know, however many years ago it was used as more of a fight or flight kind of a situation and I think we still use that today and so instead of maybe noticing when we're not using it as that and instead we're using it as a way to you know I, if you're if you're I'm, I'm going to be totally honest completely authentic here this morning uh we have uh where my husband his his day job uh something has happened and there are a lot of people coming down with an illness right now, like a lot. And I have passed a significant amount of judgment this morning and thought, well, what 
there's ways to minimize this. Why are we being stupid and not using our brains and minimizing the things that we need to minimize? And instead of going there, I should have had compassion for the people that were that were sick and I should have had the empathy and the kindness or whatever, but I immediately went to, if it comes to my house, I'm not going to enjoy this. <laughs> you know, and truthfully, I mean, when my husband had it to begin with, he had 106 degree fevers for a week and a half. It was scary as shit, man. So just based on my own experience with this, I have come to find that I am a little bit more harshly judgmental on the topic than maybe somebody else who didn't have as much of an experience with it as, as what we did. Yeah. And that can be relevant for anything that can be relevant for people dealing with addictions or like, it's so easy to cast judgment on somebody that has, like you see potentially a homeless person and you're like, well, I'm sure they had multiple chances to get their shit together. Or we have a lot of people that where I live, we have a lot of people that you can visibly see that they're, on some sort of drug mm-hmm. during the day because they're dancing and walking in the middle of a very busy street. And oh, don't don't look at me around. then. Whenever I'm walking down the street, because I look like a crazy person. <laughs> no, like they're in the street. No, I know. Like, and there's cars and yeah. stuff, and you're just like, okay, they're not okay. And then you you're like, how did they get? To, you just think like, how did they get to this point? Right. Like, what in their lives happened for them to get to this point? And is there any chance of them being okay? And and then you're like, and then it's this whole other worry of like, well, and it, it sucks because it, it with those situations for me, it's like, if I go up to them to try to help them, they're not in their right mind. So I could potentially get hurt or, you know what I mean? So right. there's, a, there's so many levels of judgment. That's like, you have to judge if you're safe. You have to judge if you're, if you can help, you have to judge if there's anything productive you can do or whatever. But for these situations, these are mostly for just kind of like, I would say like mental checkpoints Mm -hmm. for you to like evaluate where you're at. Like, um, I think this is funny. The first, the first sentence says there's, you probably notice you don't live in a cave. You probably notice two things. First, there are a lot of annoying, incompetent, stupid, and difficult folks living in this world second assuming you agree with this previous statement you're very judgmental (laughs) (laughs) yeah you have a very judgmental mind and truthfully like i'm authentic here that was me this morning i was cranky i was like how stupid (laughs) you know and and i do when i look at it and i go okay well that's that was not the right reaction to have i had the same reaction to something else that happened earlier this week where you know, a, a friend is in a, in a very bad situation and I had a thought pop off right off the bat because I know a lot of their situation and maybe it wasn't the, the most, and I didn't say it out loud, but it was in my head and it wasn't the most helpful for them and it wasn't the most kind of me. And I, you know, I think when you're dealing with people <laughs> with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different um, personalities and just different experiences. These are very good things to keep in mind that I'm going to be working on. (laughs) And some of them, I feel like you can focus on more often. Some of them you can focus on, um, quicker, 
like if you're in a quick situation like uh which you don't have to mentally stop the conversation and do like all these checkpoints you can be like uh this one applies the most so i'll go ahead and just name the four because there says there are five but we can't find it so (laughs) 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 i just feel unfulfilled but whatever (laughs) um so the first one is it must be hard being them how is that like me the don't know mind and they are perfect they are a perfect them so those are the topics. So we'll go ahead and just kind of break down some more stuff and then start to get into it and talk about our own experiences for each one. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we? No, I think that? I've called myself out enough. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully. Okay. Um, and also like we just finished the holidays. So people were so cranky shopping and it's just like or like when people when i'm driving like i don't have road rage but i get frustrated when i feel like people are just zipping and zooming around and they're putting other people in like danger like that's when i get annoyed not like why are you driving so slow but it's just like i always try to just calm down and just take a deep breath and not let my emotional like my emotional impulse respond out and I try to like it's not that big of a deal you're fine there's literally nothing like you can do about it just let them deal with the repercussions of what they're going to deal with later on Mm -hmm. and and so and that kind of is relevant to this first one it must be hard being them like you don't know what they're going through you don't know like maybe which I feel like this is a really big benefit of the doubt but Maybe they're headed to the hospital. Maybe their son is stuck at school and sick. Like, you don't know why they're zooming around. It's probably more of like they're just having, they didn't, they they hate their job and they're just rushing home because they're in a pissy mood. But we can pretend that (laughs) there's an emergency and maybe something's going on that they need to hustle back. But, and it's not meant to be condescending. It's not like yeah. a, oh, well, it must be so hard being them. Yeah, definitely <laughs> it's meant not to that be uh, empathy, compassion. You're you're bringing it back to your heart space where you're bringing your awareness to that. Uh, like what you were saying, maybe maybe it is and maybe it isn't. Maybe they are having an emergency. We don't know. And at the end of the day, quite frankly, it's none of our business unless they come to us and ask us for help. And so you just have to say whatever they're going through, I send you love and you're on your way. Yeah. And then that also releases that cuts the tie from that person Mm -hmm. and your energy, because how many times have you something happened when you're shopping or someone says something a weird way and then three hours later, you're like, damn, that person really pissed me off earlier because you didn't let it go at the time. Right. And you're like, release it, release it. Like that's all energy that you're giving to other people that they don't deserve that good energy that you have, or they don't deserve to ruin your energy. Mm -hmm. Um, You can send them compassion. That kind of was, wasn't what I meant to say, but you can send them compassion, but don't let them affect your energy. Like my grandma always says, don't let them steal your sparkle. Oh, I like it. It's cute. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> so this just talks about different aspects of that. So just like you you never know what somebody's going through. You never know, especially in the winter, like seasonal depression. You never, especially when people are coming out of 
like being quarantined for almost three years, people are getting out and about again. And anxiety is at an all time high Mm -hmm. for everything. So like for sickness, for people, for like, you know, you have to get out of the house, but there's always that like fear in mind. And so you don't know how much stuff is going through someone's head and just giving them a little second or a break is, is just really kind. And if you were going through those social situations and you would always, you would want to have that compassion as well. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So the next one, how is that like me? Um, (laughs) So I have, I'll start the story. Do you know what you want to talk about? No, go ahead. Okay. So um, this is a big one for me. I've mentioned it before, but there's this girl that I used to have like a ton of issues with like a ton, like, Potentially, she was going to fight me at any moment I saw her in public. Like, <laughs> that's how many issues we had. This was also a while ago, but still. And we moved past all of those issues. I personally, I, po- I apologized to her face. Like, we had a little meeting, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, all of those feelings should be done because we're moving on. We grew up. We apologized. It's over. Nope. So when I go into this location where I see her at, I get those same feelings and I get mad and I get angry and I'm like, she's so stupid. I hate her. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why am I still feeling like that? Like, I don't hate her. She isn't stupid. She has her own trauma that she's dealing with. And so that's not fair. Why am I still feeling like that? And I realized that I didn't like the person I was to her. And so I was still reliving that same person. Like I didn't forgive myself for acting like that. And so I was still bringing up all these issues. So when you look at somebody else and you find something that you don't necessarily like about that person, it's potentially a reflection of something you don't like within yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I think this one means. How is that like me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how, I mean, this even says it, it allows you to let go of your self-righteousness because how many of us are perfect? Raise your hand. I'm talking to all of you that are listening to this right now. <laughs> if you raised your hand, put it down. I am <laughs> uh, far from it. So if I'm around somebody that's a like a constant complainer, obviously that's not super fun, right? But how is that like me? Have I ever complained? Yeah. Have I been so down and so you know, just depressed in a moment of whatever. I know when I had my health issues back in December, I got real, fear does a weird thing to you. And so if that's where you're at, then, you know, maybe you are somebody that right now is having a harder time and finding yourself complaining more. Or so if you're around somebody like that, when you're not in that frame of mind and they are doing that, then you're kind of like, okay, this is annoying. Uh, But if you can step back and go, well, how is that like me? Well, I had a really hard time back in December. I know I complained. I was very scared. That's how that's like me. Because there's not a... even... You can go. There's not a point to where I haven't been in that, maybe not in that same situation, but just in that frame of mind. Yeah, and... When we all started, before we started our spiritual journey, just anybody in general, or just not even your spiritual journey, but just the enlightenment of yourself and stepping into your own power, I feel like we were all at that point. Like Mm -hmm. there was a trigger, a rock bottom, something you hated your job, you hated waking up, it was hard to get out of bed. 
And we've all been there. That's why we're here. I honestly believe that we've all hit rock bottom. We've all hit a low or been depressed or gone through issues to get us to this point of our spiritual journey. And that person just maybe still is stuck in that limbo of unhappiness and they don't know who they are. They don't have an identity. They don't. And it's like, we, we've all been there and we can all see potentially, I feel like, <clears throat> sorry, keep coughing, but we've all been to the point where you can potentially see people for their traumas and you can be compassionate about it. You don't have to fix it. That's not your responsibility, but it's like, yeah, I've been there. Like I get it, man. I get it. I've been depressed. I've hit rock bottom. And then for me, it was like, I hit, I was like, Oh, I thought, I thought that one was rock bottom, but now I see where I'm at. <laughs> it's like, Oh dang. <laughs> I don't know how much worse this can get. So right. let's get up. Let's turn it around. And so I feel like that's another example of just, you know, the kind of people we're talking about, just completely unhappy, just angry, grumpy. And it's like, yeah, they just haven't found their, they lost, they lost their power. They lost their spirit. And so we can all be compassionate about that. Mm-hmm. I'll let you complain, uh, explain this one. Cause it's so confusing for me. Okay. I like this one. It's called the don't know mind, which that's a, it's a Zen traditional phrase. And rather than making up your own, because we all do it, you've heard a story and then you're kind of just maybe based on life experiences or based on things that you've read or, you know, maybe if Sarah had a friend and she had told me all of these stories about this friend, then I may go into a meeting with that friend of thinking all of the things that she has told me about that friend, but I don't know the full story. So going in with a don't know mind. I don't know the full story. And therefore that's going to pull me back a little bit from that judgment because we're all human. So judgment's totally normal, but it's going to pull me back a little bit, at least from that judgment to see what I believe to be this person. And we talked about this really quickly. I want to bring this up because we talked about this. I, I think it was our, our chapter four review of the, of the atomic habits, how, we don't no no one is all good and no one is all bad. Oh yeah. I so, think it was in the discussion beforehand. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So no person is intrinsically bad. I hate the word bad because I, I don't I don't use it for my children like if my children make a mistake, we'll, we call it a mistake and we learn from it and we don't call it a uh, we don't call them them themselves bad because no one is intrinsically bad. So that's where this is. If someone makes a choice that maybe isn't the best choice, we don't know the full story. There's, I've said this, my husband and I have said this for a very, very long time. There's three sides to every single story, yours, mine, and the truth. And we're never going to know the full story. And so just saying that, in your head, don't know mind. I don't know. Therefore, I'm not going to pass judgment or I'm going to try a little bit harder not to pass the judgment that I had to begin with. Yeah. And this can be like first, like first impressions, or like you said, you see somebody and see how they act. And then, cause there has been a couple of people in the internet community that they put some information out 
and then you're judging them off that information. And then you go into that judgment as you meet them in, in real life. And you're like, wow, they're nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I would have had an open mind beforehand, if I would have had an open mind and not cast my judgment off of what I thought was going on, then it would have potentially even blocked any anxiety I had about it mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. And also, I think it's like you never get to see you, you a lot of the times don't know their full story. You only know what they portray. So then if you get to know them and you have an opened, you allow an open space for open dialogue, you maybe can get to know them a little better and also receive their full story eventually or just get to know them better as a person and and release that judgment for what you see on the surface. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like that one. Um, Okay, I want to read this first paragraph. They are the perfect them. In most spiritual traditions, there is this idea that behind our personality and behaviors, we all share a common awareness, soul, or divine nature. This divine nature may be hidden under many layers of ego and problematic behavior, but it's there somewhere. Which is kind of what we talked about earlier. We've all been through the rock bottom of our journeys and we've all we've all hit it if you've never hit it congratulations keep going <laughs> like you don't have to hit it but i mean most of the reasons we don't want you to but we don't want you to but if you do we're here for you that's what this whole podcast is for but um yeah so i like this too because it kind of represents like uh not I don't know what the word is, uniqueness, mm-hmm. I guess, right? So everybody has their own combination of ego and id and and their own personality. And it's like that person is specifically made for those things to bring whatever to this world. So, so it's like not everybody has to be the same and that's okay. And we're all perfect in our own way and our journey is perfect as well even if it's hard and rocky and maybe it's not the same as yours and we all have different gifts and stuff it's it's still okay and and you're perfect in your own way because i feel like in our spiritual journey in the beginning it was like oh well i have to do that or uh indira always says comparison is the thief of joy so you're mm-hmm. like well she can do that and i can't do it she can do that and i can't do that and now i'm casting judgment on myself or I'm jealous of that person because she has different skills than me. And you're, you're, then you're just like, well, I don't want to go to anything anymore because I don't have any of those skills. And then it's like, no, they're the way they're supposed to be because their gifts are different than yours Mm -hmm. and your gifts are different too. But if I block it and I put jealousy and judgment and envy out, it's going to keep me from unlocking my gifts and my potential. And I think Indira said this as well when she said, Every act is either a call for love or an act or a, a, what did she say? Help. An act of love or a call for love. I yes. Feel like thank you. An act of love or a call for love. Yeah. So and I feel like that is true. If It's like a call for help or like acting out with little kids because they don't feel they're, they, they're not getting adequate attention for their person maybe it's like no I'm giving you more than enough attention but at the time whatever's going on with them it's like no I I need more affection I need more attention Mm -hmm. and instead of casting judgment like you are the most annoying person I know 
It's like, no, they just need a little bit of extra. I'm personally using this as an example because I do need attention. Like, <laughs> I'm an adult that needs attention. And so like, if I'm not getting adequate attention, I will start to act out and I can tell when I'm doing it, but mm -hmm. still it's like, no, like I need a little attention and now I can, I can vocalize and be like, Hey, I like when I, when I'm feeling that way and I'm heading home from work, I'm like, Hey, I need a little extra attention when I get home from work because I'm feeling kind of emotional today. And he'll be like, okay, fine. So then we'll spit, spend five to 10 minutes, just no, no outside stuff. It's like, and that's me knowing myself. Five minutes of direct of direct eye contact <laughs> direct eye contact don't look away we're starting over that would be his personal hell like honestly it would be mine too <laughs> but and that's you knowing your body and knowing what you need and then like that just helps with your friends like if you're like I have friends that need more attention than other friends so there's some friends that need a hug when I see them and there's other friends it's like don't fucking touch me because I'm not like I don't like being touched like don't touch me I love right. you but do not touch me and I get that so it's like that's being that's there's nothing wrong with that like mm -hmm. but back in the day it's like well that was rude it's like no that's their person like that's their boundary respect it so yeah I and if you do have little kids I I will never ever forget this I was in a college class and I had a teacher um, and she said if you have children and you've looked at your kid and you've ever said, why would you do that? Why would you do that? They have no idea. Yeah, no idea. Not I a clue. Even, I'm an adult and I don't even know why I do things sometimes. They have no idea why they would do that. Sometimes it's just a, they're just compelled to. Sometimes it's, well, I needed something and... I wasn't I getting it, get and it, so, so that's what I did. But they have no way to put that into words. They don't have the brain development to even do that. And so I, I've carried that with me since I was 18 years old because I'm in this class, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it makes total sense. I've worked with kids my whole life. And so, you know, even the little kids at the daycare that I took care of for 10 years, I – I carried that with me because they truthfully, they have no idea what they're doing. And a lot of times, whether it's conditioning or the environment or, um, you know, past whatever things past that have trauma happened, trauma, yeah, those kind of things. If you do something, you might not know why you do it either. Yeah. And so remembering these statements, this, they are the perfect them, even if, they're making mistakes, even if they're not making the correct choices that you feel are the correct choices, even if they have somehow gotten into drugs. And I have a couple of friends that have gotten into drugs, but I know why. Like there's some significant trauma behind them that they're they're harboring. And, yeah. you know, and so those are very, very difficult things to let go of. So they are the perfect them. And we don't know the full story. And, you know, whether you've made a snap judgment and then you go, well, how is that like me? Slowing down, reminding yourself, I am far from perfect, releasing any of that, like what you were saying earlier, how it cuts the, the cord between you yeah. and them. And it also, you know, helps to protect your own mental health, protect your own yeah. peace. And then I again, I found the fifth one. Oh, you found the fifth one? What's the fifth one? 
we all want to be we all want to love and be loved i think that's it yeah yeah <laughs> at we the very that. bottom it says yeah. it says ultimately ultimately we want to love and be loved unfortunately the nether neanderthal neanderthal like uh -huh. <laughs> nether than netherlands i was like what is this nailed word? it our neanderthal like <laughs> judgment minds get in the way of what we truly crave deep down by trying out these four phrases this guy is disgust you can quickly find a way to sidestep your mind, the cre which creates separation and annoyance. Once you find the simple simple way to elude judging others, you can instantly enjoy more peace, compassion, and love. Which is true. That's what we're trying to do here is allow you to create boundaries and judgment for yourself and non-judgment for yourself. Yeah, I don't know what I said. It's all good. <laughs> I need to take more cold medicine. I'm stiffy. I'm I'm stuffy now. So clearly, you guys can tell by the annoying coughing I've been been doing this entire time. No but judging. No judging. <laughs> but for me personally, I've been judging myself more than others, and I've been judging myself pretty harshly, and it's got me into this little like depressive state. It's not really little because it's kind of like one of my bigger ones that I've had for probably a couple of years now. Honestly, maybe a year, but. I was doing so good with our atomic habits and I was getting up and then I got sick and all of my habits changed and now I just feel tired. And so I've been sleeping in. So it's been really hard for me to get up. And then I've, when I'm up one, I have time anxiety. So I feel like I'm wasting the day. And like Katie has to be like, Sarah, you have six hours until you have to be somewhere. You can get a lot of things done. <laughs> It, like fact check your time and I'm like okay and then I'm like nope I have no time I can't get anything done <laughs> that's been really bad lately again because it was pretty good like I was like wow I really can get a lot of things done if I like understand that time is moving forward and I have 60 minutes and an hour and it takes me 20 minutes to do this or that and it's like right. wow that really adds up and then just like the personal judgment of feeling like I'm being unproductive and then that sets me in a little spiral of, well, I'm just going to sit down and watch TV because when I procrastinate, I choose to watch the television or mm -hmm. I sit on my bed and I just don't do anything because that, that like fear of failure is like so overwhelming. Then I just, I'm just like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So working through that, being conscious of it, being aware of it, which is what we're doing in the atomic habits as well. And just learning my systems and trying to reset the systems and just looking at myself like this isn't the whole story like the stuff you're going through there's obviously deeper stuff there's subconscious stuff that I myself don't even know where it comes from and it's my own body and my own brain so you just being compassionate for yourself because if I'm not then I'm gonna be cranky when I go to work and I'm gonna judge everybody else so it's like you have to set the line for yourself like no we're gonna we're going to do this. We're going to get through it and we can all do it together. So mine's more of a judgment internally of why we picked this one. And then Katie wanted it for, for other stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, we all, I feel like we all do it for both. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's relevant for both, but you can use this to check yourself. Like, no, it's okay. You're perfectly you. Like it's okay. And so. it's an, it's a normal human thing to do to judge it's just trying to bring your awareness to it which is like what you were saying that's what we're doing right now we're bringing awareness to all our shit and we're calling ourselves out a little bit which i 
did big time in the beginning of this. And, you know. I think it's just like a being aware and holding yourself accountable. There's no, but once again, with like Atomic Habits, which is probably annoying if you guys aren't reading the book, but just being aware of it mm-hmm. is enough to bring awareness to your conscious of, whoa, I'm doing that. Right. Or I always do this when this happens. So then you're just being aware of the system and you can call yourself out and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to get mad at myself for doing that. I'm just going to be aware. Yeah. So next time this happens, I know how I know to just take a couple breaths and don't react until I calm myself down a little bit. Right. The intent is never to guilt and shame because guilt yeah. and shame doesn't get anybody anywhere. It no, makes things just worse. Depressive rock bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> So, which we don't want you to have. No. <laughs> no. All right, friends. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Leave us a five-star review. You can find us on patreon.com yep. backslash for the love of two hippies. You can Our chakra course starts officially next week. This is syllabus week. So when you listen to this episode, you can still join in. And there's so much stuff we have. This is syllabus week. You just have like a a pre-course to go through and then filling that out and kind of getting to know yourself and your questions. And then we get to know you. And then next week we officially start. So it's not too late to join. Continue the spiel. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram for the love of two hippies. Uh, And thanks again. Until next time. Don't worry. Be hippie. (laughs) 